0: I'm Shannon.
1: And I'm Lisa.
0: And you're listening to Black Tivities. A celebration of all things black. Black culture, black history, black
1: perspectives, and black panache. Celebrating our blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So, so let, let the Black Tivities
0: begin. Hey, my potty people. And welcome to Black Tivities. I'm Shannon, and she is Lisa, Mona Lisa. If you're nasty,
1: a a a.
0: Today we're talking about light skin privilege. Is it a thing, or have we moved past it as a community? So, my personal opinion is that it does still exist, but I am light skin and i'm probably like oblivious to all the ways that i may have benefited from my light skin. So, i asked a few people what they thought and here's what they said.
1: Yes, i think light like skin privilege still exists just depending on what part of the black community we're looking at. Um i think with the changes that's going on right now with the new Supreme Court Justice with her skin complexion, as well as some others that probably will help the playing field a little bit better. But I do believe there are still some people that do the paper bag tests. I would have to say no. And I say that only because before... Personally speaking, I would get mad seeing a lot of light skinned people everywhere because I felt like a lot of dark skins would not want to be seen, like especially on billboards and stuff. You you used to see a lot of lighter people. But I feel like now, especially what's been happening in the last five years with blacks and whites or just anybody of color, I felt like we've been sticking together a lot more. Whereas before, whereas I was more jealous, now I'm just like, I'm glad to see my people up there. light skin privilege does exist. Uh, I don't think it's going to go
0: away anytime soon. The reason why I think it will not um, go away anytime soon, uh, it's so pervasive in what we are um, bombarded with in images on TV, especially like music videos. The stars that we usually see on TV are usually light skin or light brown. But I will say that there have been changes where we see a more diverse group of people of color that are darker shades or have um, different textures of hair. But at the same time, majority of the people who get notoriety are light skin with silky hair. So a lot of women, especially they'll they'll get weaves to emulate that. Um, So I think It has gotten somewhat better, but I don't think it's going to go away.
1: So I also asked a couple people their thoughts. What I try to do is try to ask more people that are light skinned versus the dark skinned people. Because, you know, generally anyone that is of darker complexion going to say, of course it exists. And that's what I got. Of course it exists. But from people that are light skinned, it's like, they were unsure or they would say, yes, it is. But when I say, hey, okay, well, let's elaborate on it. They really didn't know where to start, which I mean, it's expected. So a majority of the people I asked, they said, yes, yes. I even had one person and hopefully you can help me with this. Well, he was light skin. He said, well, light skin privilege don't exist, but colorism does. And I was thinking on the aspect that that it was the same thing. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. So I was just like, can you elaborate on that? And then it was just like, he didn't know how to. So I got to looking it up. And as I was looking it up and reading, I was like, okay, but like, I thought it's the same thing. So it's like, I couldn't get exactly like what he meant by that. Um, I also tried to go in a different direction. And instead of me asking adults, I asked the kid, Hmm. I asked a 12 year old kid, their thoughts on light skin privilege. She, she kind of put her head down for a minute and she thought, and she said, yeah, like it does exist. And I was like, well, can you share with me what you mean? And she said, well, I'm, I see other kids lighter than me get to do things that I don't get to do. And I was like, okay, that's fine. She said, even at school, she said, even with people that I know, they basically like treat maybe a family member, they treat them a little bit better or... So another thing that kind of drew my attention to her topic or her reply was, with this whole light skin privilege... We should pay more attention to our children because I know we try to protect them from everything. But what about those people that's out there that are possibly, you know, mistreating our children who are darker skinned that we're not aware of it? So but I thought that was so fascinating to see, like, the emotion from a 12 year old say, yes, and this is my reason because and to share different experiences. This 12 year old has experience because of light skin privilege.
0: Well, let's talk about the facts. We're going to take it to Sax Facts.
1: Sax Facts. Ooh, let's get it.
0: Colorism goes all the way back to slavery when slaves with darker skin had to work in the fields and the lighter skinned slaves oftentimes children that resulted from massa Mm. raping his slave Mm. worked in the owner's home. During the antebellum years light-skinned black people could be more educated and own more property and light-skinned people light-skinned black people actually formed exclusive clubs called Blue Vein Societies and to become a member you had to be able to see the blue veins through your skin. I think I would have passed that test.
1: I can see (laughs) one.
0: There was also the paper bag test where being lighter than a brown paper bag granted you entrance into certain facilities. Um, and the test was also used to determine who would get certain jobs, who would go to certain colleges, who would have access to certain social events.
1: Wait a minute. Ain't no nowhere in the world you finna tell me what I am and what I ain't gonna do. And you holding a brown paper bag. <laughs> I wish somebody would. I wish they would. <laughs> You ain't get that damn bag out of my face.
0: Well, the test that I wouldn't pass is the comb test. The comb test, they used to run a comb through your hair. If it was too nappy and they couldn't get it through, then, you know, you wouldn't have access to certain stuff. During Jim Crow, some light-skinned people passed for white so that they could get the benefits of whiteness and lighter skin in society that other black people were not afforded but i'm not going to get too deep into that because that episode's coming so that's sex facts <laughs>
1: to upset anyone i want everyone to feel like you know whatever they identify as is whatever they identify as this is a general question okay it has nothing to do with anything else but you know what what if we just all woke up one day and say you know what we want we identify as being caucasian what would they do (laughs) lose their (laughs) mind I thought about doing that at work because I'm so petty. I'm, I thought about that. I identify as being Caucasian. You think I think they'd get rid of me though? Yeah, you might get canceled. See, I can't do it by myself. I need a whole bunch of people. Cause they
0: they they canceled uh, Homegirl Rachel Dolazal when she said she identified as black. So you probably can't identify as white either.
1: She, then you gotta admit. She pulled it off though. She sure did. I was on the verge of asking who does her hair? Who like who did her hair cuz whoever did her hair did a good ass job.
0: <laughs> so, Lisa, Mhm. Do you
1: think colorism still exists? Yes, I do. I feel like there are many different situations where it does exist. Um, Most importantly, yes, our home life, but in the workplace. I feel like because I am who I am and I'm not like dark, dark, but let me see, if I had to do my skin color, I would say it's kind of like a milk chocolate with a little toffee in the middle. You know what I mean? If I had to break it down, but I have seen it to wear. I'm not going to disclose where I work at, but we get majority of Hispanic customers, um, when they come in, they want someone that is Hispanic to assist them. If there's no one available, most of the time, some choose to ask for someone Caucasian to assist them rather than having me to help. Here it is. I'm like, this is crazy. I feel like, you know, we've battled the same thing. So why is it that you turn and you look for them for you know what I'm saying? The assistance. Like, I'm here too. Like, if, if don't nobody understand, I understand what's going on. Let me help. You know what?
0: I think that we are so conditioned from our history that we actually kind of do like a paper bag test in our minds. I think now it's not an actual thing. It's like a subconscious thing. Yeah. Because I think people still... Look at who they think is smarter or who they think is safer or whatever it is. And they do that paper bag test in their head subconsciously, and they may not even be aware that they do it.
1: So I feel like African-Americans do it to other Black people, you know, especially when it comes to them making a decision. Yeah, so... It, it, it's crazy how how we go about things and how we treat other people. Um, but I think we should pay attention more, again, how we are raising our own. And I don't want to sit over here like I'm a hypocrite because um, I have three children and all of them look like they done been in the house their whole life. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the color of their skin. But because of the experiences that I experienced when I was little, I made sure to still talk to them about colorism. Talk to them like, yeah, just because you're yellow don't mean you're not going to experience racism because they did. But also be aware of sometimes there may be somebody that had to fight a little harder for you know what they did. But don't let that take away from who you are. It, it starts at home. Now, can it go both
0: ways? Because we've talked about, You know, lighter-skinned people having privilege, Mm -hmm. but can it Mm -hmm. go the other way?
1: It can, but I don't think it's it's of an issue as the way it would be with light skin privilege. Because, I mean, how many folks are you out here? Like, I prefer dark only. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I don't think it's it's as of a big deal as it would be for the light skin privilege. That's just my opinion.
0: I guess it goes back to the history too.
1: Yeah. Like, what situation would it be to where it's the the weather roles have reversed and a light skinned person was offended because they didn't get picked for a role in a movie or they did the teacher didn't pick them to feed the class pet because they were too light skinned? You know what I mean? Like, what? It's it's not common. It's not that often.
0: That's what I was wondering. It, like. I know some women prefer to date darker-skinned men, and vice versa. But that's the only thing I can kind of see.
1: Let me tell you, I don't remember exactly what I was watching, but I heard a man say, "I don't date black women, but if I did, she had to be real light-skinned." And I sat there and I was like, "Wait, what? What?" Oh yeah. After my divorce, um, when I did, you know, finally start dating, I would, in a roundabout way, talk about preference. I feel like that's important to put all of that out there. And in my opinion, I thought they were a little bit more intriguing when they told me they prefer a woman that is natural or, you know, black women. Like to hear a man say, man, I love black women. I love black women. And then to see how they treat them too. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Put a ring on it. Thighs open. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Did I push? I push the envelope. Okay. My bad. But it's just something that's intriguing about that because it's like, it takes away from that one Black man who puts down his, you know, the the woman that put him in the world and say that he'd rather put, you know, someone lighter or, you know, possibly a Caucasian woman. That's, that's their preference. And don't get me wrong. Your preference is your preference. But you can have your preference without being disrespectful to someone else.
0: Yeah. Agreed. But you do see it, I think, a lot in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it seems to have changed a little bit it has. over the past few years. I was talking to my husband like, "This is the most black people I've ever seen on TV, <laughs> in commercials and everything."
1: Now let me tell you something. It's like Hollywood HR department—they hire more people for diversity and inclusion, and they like, nope, we got to get with the times, people. We <laughs> we got to get with the times. <laughs> If the thing is, though, it's just like just like everything that black people do, we're trending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's the thing we're we're trending. Yep. So if one person do this and they see if they make some money off of it, especially they're like, well, shoot, we can throw some black people over here. Oh, now that's facts. Yeah, we can. Let's throw some black people, even with places that you work at. They have a quarter that they got to meet. So to hush the people up, let's hire some people. Mm-hmm. We're going to say it's open to everybody. But let's see how many black applicants we going to get. You know what I'm saying? Then go from there. And that's not everybody. But <laughs> just saying. I just want to say this real quick. I just want my job to know I love y'all. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs>
0: Have you ever heard people say that they don't want to go outside in the sun because they don't want to get darker?
1: You know what? I got a funny story for that. When we were little, my mama would put us outside. She'd like, go outside and play. And everybody can relate. There ain't no running in and out. Mm-hmm. And if you thirsty, you drink from the hose outside. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to hear it as much. But as I had children, and this is when we were living. Uh, we were living in New York. And I came home to visit and my grandmother was at my mom's house. And I looked at my girls because they just kept walking around talking about they were bored. And I was like, well, y'all go outside. We in Georgia. It's kids out there. Go outside. My granny came down that hallway. She said, "Uh uh-uh, you better not put them babies outside. It's too hot. And I'm sitting here looking like, what the hell? Like, who she talking to? She said, uh-uh, they too light skinned. They going to burn up out there. And I'm like, what Wait." Who too white skin? Like what you mean? You can these kids can't go outside, and they're right there. Like I say, eternally colorism. Treat them children like you treated me and my brother when we were little. Put their ass outside.
0: <laughs> I bet she said it just like that too. She did. mm Hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, she did. She said they too lucky. And then when I when she seen I wasn't letting up about them going outside, she went and bought them like Little Mermaid ball caps, and then they had a matching cup to go with it. We didn't get that when we were little. We had to drink out the hose. <laughs>
0: but you know, those grandkids too, they always get special treatment.
1: Mama, I ain't trying to say I ain't trying to pull your you pull your card about colorism. Like, it just it just it just <laughs> threw me in that direction. I just thought about it. That's it. They can still go outside, though. All right. I got a game for you. Okay, let's go. All
0: right. So, my game is called Who You With?
1: Who You With? Who hey, You Who You With?
0: Yeah, who you with? I'm gonna give you two names. Okay. And you gotta tell me who you with. Okay. All right. So the first one is Michael Ely. hmm You know him. hmm Or Morris Chestnut.
1: Mm. Who you with? Who am I with? See, this is hard. Cause yeah, I mean, light skin, dark skin, but I look at more than that. Like Morris Chestnut is sexy. Michael Ealy, he's cute and all, like with the eyes and stuff, but he got a forehead like he headbutt people. (laughs) Every time I see him in movies, it's like he finna headbutt somebody. Morris Chestnut, he is very, he's a very attractive man, but he got big old teeth, like he can bite people. Like he can bite people. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm trying to figure out if if shit go down, Whoa. I want to get headbutt or bit. Okay. I'll take Morse Chestnut. Okay. Morse Chestnut for 200, Alex. Okay. Coco Jones.
0: Ooh. Or Yara Shahidi.
1: Ah, oh, that's not fair. She, she graduated from Harvard. Coco fired, though. She was in Ballet, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I tried to
0: make it hard.
1: Yeah, you sure did. You did a good job. Um, but you see Yara, and her mama, though? You see how she's a splitting image of her mom? I don't think I've seen her mama. Have you seen her mom? If you have not seen it, go look at her mom. Like, she looks exactly like her mom. Same smile, nose, like, the way it, it is amazing. Both. I like both. I'm going to go with y'all because, I don't know, it's like, both are
0: stunning young yes, ladies. Yes, they are.
1: Yes, they are. But Yardi, her mom has is the same com- skin complexion as Coco. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, and see, this is hard. I can't go on for that. Like I'm, li- I'm thinking about their work and like, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, right. Like what other movies and stuff has I ain't seen Coco and something. Um, some kind of Disney something. See, I ain't seen that. <laughs> but that girl dressed her butt off and she can't act. I'ma go with already on this one. Final answer. Okay. Meg the Stallion or Doja Cat. Mm. This hard cause I don't like listen to their music like that. Like my kids being a thousand. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever Megan be me doing. They listen to Doja Cat too. This is hard. Why are you doing me like this, B? It's who you with. I'm gonna go with Meg Thee Stallion because I'm hood. I can well, okay, I'm not all hundred percent hood. <laughs> I gotta remember. <laughs> um I'm, I'm some of the stuff she be saying, like it'd be a confident boost, even though I don't do the stuff she be saying in her lyrics. But it's like when I'm getting dressed, like I don't see myself getting dressed, getting ready to go out listening to Doja Cat compared to like Meg The Stallion so I'm gonna go with Meg but I don't even listen to her stuff a whole lot though but go ahead I'm gonna go with Meg final answer okay
0: her or SZA
1: see this ain't fair this one ain't fair I'm not answering cause they're both amazing <laughs> they're both amazing I purchased hers like the actual record the album like when I went over like a serious breakup, I listened to like the first her first album like over and over. Like, it was on repeat for like six months, to where I went and bought it on a record player to find a different way to listen to it. I don't think this is
0: fair because I'm I'm I'm. Her can play all those instruments and yes, stuff too, though.
1: Yes, Ciss is fired on her music, her voice. Um, Chris Brown or Usher. Alright, see, this is tough. Because Usher's from the home scene. He's from chat, right? And he done came out with some fire. Mm-hmm. Okay? Some straight fire. He the OG. He the OG. If a dude came to me talking about something he wanna be my superstar, Usher song, he played that. I'm gonna just faint. <laughs> but it's something about Chris Brown, he's very creative. He dances, you know, do his Michael Jackson stuff. But that song he got called Poppin'. And if you're a Chris Brown fan, you know the song Poppin'.
0: That used to be my favorite Chris Brown
1: song. Really? Girl, I listened to it on the way to work this morning. That is so funny. But yes. I'm going to go with Usher. He's from the home team. He always put out, like, I mean, they both are amazing. But I'm going to go with Usher. All
0: right, Drake or Future?
1: So when Drake came out, best I ever had was like on repeat, okay? But he done turned into like this certified lover boy, right? Now, when Future first came out, Future had this mixtape. This is when I came home. I came to Georgia and it was a dude in Atlanta. This was many years ago. This dude in Atlanta was standing outside a gas station and he had bootleg mixtapes that he had bootleg on CDs. So he like, hey, you want to buy this? I got, you know, the new Future just came out. And I was like, who the hell is Future? Like, whatever. So we end up buying it. And this mixtape was amazing. And he had this one song called Unconditional Love. And it is totally different from the stuff he's putting out now. And I highly recommend y'all to go check it out. I think it's called Unconditional Love with Future. Man, this is the, this. feels like the same as the Her and scissor thing. This ain't fair. I'm going to go with Drake. Okay.
0: I'm not a huge future fan. I just like some of his songs. All right. So let's take it to young black actors. Jabari Banks, the new Fresh Prince or Damson Idris. You watch
1: Snowfall? Yes. Damson Idris. Sorry. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Have you heard him talk? Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> when they can cover up, I watched the whole first season of Snowfall before I even realized he had an accent. The same with um 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 Idris Elba. I didn't know he had an accent.
0: And the dude off a uh, um All American, what's his name? I forgot his name. Now. He
1: has an accent too. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm blown away.
0: All right, here's the last one. Okay, LeBron or Steph?
1: I have to go with LeBron. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I mean, I see him out here a little bit more. Like, yes, that's cool, family cool, whatever, but I have to go with LeBron. I look at the overall yeah. picture. I know somebody probably dispute that, but I got to go with LeBron. Okay. All
0: right. Well, Lisa, are you ready for your piece? Lisa's pieces?
1: Lisa's pieces, yes. This one is titled It Starts At Home And I tell you Open your eyes a little wider, acknowledge the pride of light skin privilege, special pedestal talk to be provided a brown skin baby not understanding why mama's titty feeding Winston Theodore and them. Why at an early age were taught mathematical theories like please excuse my dear Aunt Shanika as she yank and pull your 4C hair and you get rewarded with a pop on her arm just for the expression of your discomfort. A tear roll down your coffee-colored skin and you become enraged fueled by your confusion. Confusion of a cousin whose daddy they dare not speak of gets praised because her hair blows in the wind. Extra kisses, extra hugs, and... Pretty sure she isn't sure what being pop feels like. All she knows is she's accepted by all because her skin, number one, screams safe. Number two, it screams second because we all know who goes first. Number three, it yells better opportunity when we refer to her back to number one, safe. With all the madness in the world, we must open our eyes a little wider. It starts at home. How do we address the spectrum of colorism, the bray, bray, bright ray of internal racism? Some feel darker skin, work harder. Some feel the house Negro no longer exists, but are actively martyrs. Open your eyes a little wider. It starts at home. Now think about it. Okay. 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 Boom, boom.
0: I do want to stress that our Blacktivity today was not to put dark skin versus light skin. It's to show how dope we all are as Black people. We can't fit everything into 30 minutes. And this is a deep topic. So we hope to hear your thoughts when you follow us on IG at Pod now Lisa will roast you if you come on there talking crazy so I won't go be hard. respectful now
1: <laughs> I'm roasting that ass
0: on the next episode we're going to talk about black business like what are the benefits and the drawbacks of supporting them hmm but until then kings and queens keep doing big things bye